0: I'm Laurie Mallon, and this is the Results Without Restriction podcast, the show where results have nothing to do with weight and everything to do with setting and reaching health and fitness goals that focus on what we're achieving and not what we're losing. We'll talk about deprogramming from diet culture and get expert advice on reclaiming your relationship with food and movement. Join me on this journey to get results without restriction. Welcome, everyone. I am here with Kristen Keller. Kristen is an ACE certified health coach, group fitness instructor, and personal trainer. She has struggled with her own self esteem, food, and body image issues for most of her life. She is passionate about using her own experiences and her education to help others free themselves from restrictive diet culture and heal their own relationship with food, movement, mind, and body. Welcome, Kristen. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Kristen, we have an interesting topic today. And I think this is something that is important, especially in the the age now of social media and highlight reels. And we're going to be talking about peaks and valleys, highs and lows, cycles in life where you have times for growth, times for expansion, times to retreat and times to reflect. So just kind of working through and being transparent about what it looks like to be okay with, with kind of riding these seasons and never going to be the never ending high with, and the low is a failure, right? So these, these this is just cyclical and how we can kind of learn to adjust and go with it through life. Absolutely. Kristen, you are a health coach and you're a personal trainer and you are a group fitness instructor. So you have a lot of experience helping people identify and achieve health and wellness goals. But what I'd like to do is talk about how you got to this point where you are a health coach, a trainer, a group fitness instructor and why this particular area is important to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think my whole career path is kind of in line with what we're talking about today with the peaks and the valleys. So going way back to the beginning and how I ended up in the work that I do, you know, growing up, just like a a lot of us, um, I struggled with my body image, I struggled with my relationship with food, um, constantly, you know, just being really self critical, um, always, you know, being really self conscious. And that kind of held me back from doing a lot of things throughout my life, because I didn't want any attention on me. And it was always just like, constant secret striving to change myself um, and kind of be what i thought other people wanted to be to me or what other people would accept me as and that was all the way up until my early 20s when i went to college i really had no idea what i wanted to do with my life you know you always heard like oh you'll figure it out once you'll get once you get there so i was in my last year of college and i still had not figured anything out (laughs) after changing my major about 10 times i finally was like i'm just gonna finish this psychology degree and if i decide i want to do something else then i will come back and figure it out then otherwise i'm gonna be here forever my last semester of school, I took a class called the psychology of living well. And that was the one class that really changed everything for me. It was really all about the psychology of happiness. And our biggest project for that class, we got to make our own. The only requirement for that project was it had to be something in line with improving your quality of life. So with it being my last semester in college, and like I mentioned, I kind of let my self consciousness hold me back from doing a lot of things my whole life my last semester of college, my project was just to go do all the things I had been missing out on for the rest of my, you know, three and a half years in college. So I was trying different things. um, And one thing led to another, I decided I was going to run a 5k. And that really spiraled into finally achieving the weight loss that I had always been striving for in the past, which I thought was great at the time. I felt great, I finally did this thing that everyone praises, everyone compliments you. I, I always had an interest in like how to eat well and live well and move well, but it wasn't really in the, in the healthiest context. It was the context that I knew that we see a lot with diet and weight loss culture. I was really into going to the gym, I was trying different things. I graduated from college and decided to go use my, my psychology degree working in the Department of Social Services. But really, I, I remember one time I tweeted like, what do I have to do to just spend all day in the gym, right? I had to kind of turned into one of those, those gym rats. Eventually, long story short, I went and got a job at the gym. That's how you spend all day at the gym. You go work at the gym, right? As I started working at the gym, I was working on my personal training certification, because I was like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. But I guess I'll just help other people that know what they want to do with their life be healthier while they do it, which turns out that that is an actual career. (laughs) But at the same time, I started experiencing the side effects, I guess, of rapid weight loss and the weight loss that we tend to see in our diet and weight loss culture, your survival instincts start kicking in when you're not eating enough to keep up with how much energy you're putting out. And I started struggling with overeating, binge eating, just kind of losing control around food, which then just really plummeted my image of myself that I had built up so high. All of a sudden it was like, I have no self control or no willpower. Why can't I do this anymore? And I didn't understand that. I started honing in more on nutrition at that point. I'm gonna work on cleaning up my food, right? So I did that for a while and I'm still just really struggling with just the up and down and like being quote unquote on track and then being off track. and kind of the the yo-yo dieting. And I just did not understand it. And it really sent me into a depression again, because I just did not understand what was wrong with me. I felt like something was wrong with me. This had been happening for on and off for a few years. Eventually, my, my depression had gotten so bad to the point like I, I went to therapy a few times, I tried that my depression up eventually got to the point where i decided to go to the doctor and try some medication and i think that was you know like the little bit of the push i needed to get my mindset in a better direction and i started implementing more self-care tools and i know self-care is kind of the trendy thing right now but i'm not talking like wine and a bubble bath type of thing like changing the way I talk to myself, working on affirmations, doing meditation and yoga, practicing gratitude and journaling. And that is when like the light bulb kind of went off for me that you can exercise, you can eat quote unquote super healthy, but if your mindset isn't in the right place, it's not going to work. So that's how I eventually came into health coaching. You know, I got my personal training certification. I've never actually done personal training a day in my life. Just didn't resonate with me with where I was, you know, as I grew through that. I was managing our juice bar at the gym for a while, trying to just get deeper into the nutrition side of things. And then eventually, you know, I came to this revelation that it's more than diet and exercise. And that's where health coaching came in. You know, it's it's such a more holistic approach to incorporating your stress management, getting good sleep, getting good rest and recovery. And then also... Changing the way we look at food and exercise. I don't really like to use the word exercise anymore. I like movement because it changes your mindset around it, right? A lot of times you think about exercise and it's like this grueling, unenjoyable thing, And as a health coach, I focus on helping people find movement that they enjoy and to work on their relationship with food. So it's not in that that diet and weight loss driven perspective, being able to enjoy your food, enjoy your movement, find find balance in it all. So that's why, you know, health coaching really really spoke to me and clicked with me more so than, you know, going into personal training and focusing just on the exercise or going, I, at one point was actually enrolled to go back to college for nutrition and dietetics. And then I, you know, I just had that light bulb. It's like, it's not one or the other, just these two things. There's so much more to it when you get that, that mindset piece to it. That's more, that's the foundation that we can then build those other healthy habits on top of.
0: That's a great story and it's so common. We live in a world like that. You said you did the 5K, your body got smaller. People praised that. We live in a society that glorifies the shrinking down
1: mm-hmm.
0: of people, of women in particular. It's nice to get that recognition. It feels good when we're getting that, that positive feedback, right? So you mentioned when you were working at the gym, you were on track, you were off track right? Because you were restricting, and then you were feeling out of control, trying, and your body was doing what bodies do after restriction, trying to keep you alive, and it made you feel out of control. So you had that, that moment where you're like, I'm either on or I'm off, that black and white thinking that is really super common, because we've been programmed to think, listen, you can eat well, you can eat poorly. That's a very, very common, like diet culture view. And then the self blame, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is doing what bodies do, and we feel like it's, it's some kind of flaw in our lack of self-control mm-hmm. or motivation. You don't want it bad enough. Like all these gross sayings that we have around why you haven't achieved your goal yet. You must mm-hmm. not want it enough. You must not be disciplined enough, right? So gross. And then all this escalates and it impacts your mental health. So Mm -hmm. for you, that was a trigger to go, look, I'm going to go take care of all of me, not just the physical. And you implemented self-care. And I do love that you pointed out self-care has become one of these popular sayings. And we think Mm -hmm. it's manicures, bubble baths. It's not. It's preserving and protecting our resources, physical, mental, Mm -hmm. emotional, spiritual, all that. Understanding what was important for you, for your mental health, for your physical health, all of that together it wasn't just food sleep stress management meditation that is that is such a great way to to regulate the nervous system um, Mm -hmm. to help keep everything even so i love that you did that and then you moved into the health coaching you know you you recognize that you don't have to be a registered dietitian and helping people just Mm -hmm. with their food or just with that but it's it's getting that holistic view of behaviors and not just outcomes So, I mean, I see a lot of people with their goals are get stronger, get faster. But a lot of times we're so hyper-focused on the outcome, we don't think about what we need to do, be, and have, what we need to become in order to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's what health coaching does.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think, too, one of the things that I experience that I think a lot of people experience is, like, you have this, if you have a weight goal and your your goal is that number shrinking or getting smaller or whatever it is, you can get there and still not be happy. Because the way you talk to yourself and the way you've been talking to yourself for years doesn't change just because you've changed your body. Right. How you talk
0: to yourself, how you treat yourself, how you see yourself, your self-image and your self-esteem, if you're hinging it on the shape and size of your body, no matter what you do, you will never be happy. Let's talk a little bit what kind of things you do now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I am a group fitness instructor also. So, um, after getting my personal training certification, I stumbled into the world of group fitness and found that that is where, um, I actually thrive last year, one of my coworkers and I actually started a program called awaken, um, where we meet with people at six o'clock in the morning. Um, we take them through yoga and meditation and then different morning, um, morning, routine tools to implement in their mornings. A lot of the things that I started implementing when I kind of discovered, you know, that, that self-care aspect of things and the the power of starting your day with time for yourself and with intention rather than hitting snooze a hundred times and rolling out the door with a piece of toast in your hand. Which is, you know, that's fine sometimes. But if you're looking for some peace and serenity in your morning, taking a couple extra minutes to like gather yourself and remind yourself how awesome you are is really helpful. So I do, we do that on Zoom. So that way, you know, we can still roll out of bed right before class. (laughs) And then I do my one on one health coaching. I'm part of the Phoenix program. So uh, I teach pound via the phoenix and the phoenix is a sober active community where the only cost for people to attend is 48 hours of sobriety i teach some classes at our local addiction care centers or one of our treatment centers so we do some yoga and meditation and awaken type things over there too
0: this is a good segue into our topic of having these rhythms right where we do a lot and then maybe we step back and we take time for us and then we can come back refreshed and energized but you can't give if you don't have anything to give, right? So we all need these kind of seasons or downtime to recharge our batteries. That's something that you have experienced recently.
1: Yeah, this year has been full of challenges. It's been a really, really hard year. The year was off to a really good start. We started our online Awaken program last October. So we were a few months into that. In January, I went to Mexico for a couple weeks had a one week of vacation and then one week of working while we were in Mexico so that was cool and then as the year kept going you just kind of you know felt like I was struggling a little bit more without really like a specific cause in retrospect I think it was waking up and leading a class every single morning at 6 a.m was starting to take a toll on me but I didn't realize that because I you know I love yoga and meditation I love the class I lead and so how could that be bad for me right and then in the end of march we found out that my grandma had cancer um, and my grandma she babysat me and most of my 15 cousins every summer growing up so she was a huge part of my life growing up she was 87 she was still living by herself raised seven kids by herself when her husband had a brain tumor um from the time i think my mom was in like I don't know first grade up until he passed away her freshman year of high school so my girl was just this amazing strong woman um we found out she had cancer again at the end of march and honestly i was like Meh. like my dad called me and told me she was going to the hospital and i wasn't worried about her at all because i was like she's been so strong this whole time like and then a couple weeks later we found out that it was everywhere Like there was nothing that could be done the first day of May. She went into hospice. A couple weeks later, I was trying to manage my stress in a healthy way. I decided I would go rollerblading for the second time ever as an adult. Couple things. If you want my three tips for rollerblading, if there is a sign at the top of the hill that says 8% grade, and it's your second time on rollerblades as an adult, probably don't go down it. Number two, make sure you know how to use your brakes before you rollerblade down a giant hill. I don't think I have a third tip. Anyway, I feel like
0: that second tip should have been the first
1: tip. <laughs> I practiced a little. I did a little practice and I was like, yeah, I got this. I mm. stood at the top of the hill and there was a fence on one side. And I was like, should I use the fence to walk myself down the hill and then go where it's a little flatter? And I stood at the top. And I was like, oh, girl, you got this. And I ended up at the bottom of the hill on my back. So I got a concussion. I messed up my neck and my back, um, which really impacted my work because a lot of my work was really physical. So I couldn't teach classes for a while. You know, the timing of it was okay because it did give me kind of more reason um, to not be at work so much. So I got to spend a lot of time with my grandma, but you know, it messed with my body. It messed with my head. You know, it's supposed to be on screens and stuff. When you have a concussion, I couldn't exercise, which is my work and my my stress relief. And then at the end of the month, my grandma passed away. Um, So I had all of these things going on and it just kind of spiraled me down into this depression again. And at that point, I really started beating myself up again because I remember thinking like, I had this figured out. I knew how to be happy and how to take care of myself. And this is my job to help people do the same thing, right? To achieve this, you know, this level of self love and thriving and here i am falling apart physically but especially mentally like i'm i'm not doing any of the things that i teach in my morning routine class anymore my meditation my yoga I thought I had this figured out. This obviously isn't the solution. So now what? You know, it, it almost felt like it was like, that was my last resort and I don't know what to do next. So I must be a failure. This must be all there is. It was a couple really, really tough months um, mentally, even, you know, up until last month, you know, I started going back to therapy and working on my meds and stuff. And I think all of these things helped me come to the realization. Like I just had to cut back on everything that I was doing. So that was, you know, my my high and low just from January to like midsummer this year but that I that's something I experienced in the past too you know when I I thought I had things figured out the first time I lost the weight and got all the compliments and did big, the big thing that everyone wants to do it's like oh I got this figured out and then my body started rebelling against what I was doing to it and I was like why can't I do this anymore I have this figured out and now I don't and now I'm failing again so it was really that a lot of that that highs and lows of I got this. No, I don't. I got this. No, I don't. And so now coming into, you know, this season really realizing like there are always going to be the highs and the lows. And instead of, you know, beating myself up for coming back down, realizing that there are seasons of growth where you're learning more and doing more, but then you need the seasons too, where you process everything that you've learned, or, you know, you, you face some challenges and accept that that's part of life. Um, but also realize that that doesn't mean you're a failure. That just means you have more to learn, to take with you as you move forward.
0: Kristen, recapping like your the highs, things going great, your work is going great, it's fulfilling, it's busy. And then you have a family situation, you have a medical situation, and now you found yourself without the tools that you normally use to manage your stress, which you're experiencing a lot of. And it kind of compounds, right? Like it kind of piles on top of each other when you cannot manage that stress. So as you're going into that, the valley, right? So you Mm -hmm. had your peak and now you have your valley and you're recognizing that your mental health needs attention. Being able to identify, looking at your situation, saying, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I need help. And I think that only comes from experience of having highs and lows and knowing what works for you. So if we only have highs and we look at these lows as failures or times where like, what's wrong with me? I thought I had it figured out. I love how you put that, that it just means, you know, there's times of growth and now we need to draw back. And as women, we tend to overextend to do all the things. We sign up for all the things. It's hard for us to say no.
1: I don't know Um, what you're talking about.
0: (laughs) We want, we want, you know, we just want to help, but sometimes it's to our detriment, right? It's Mm -hmm. to the point where we're overextended. And if we don't recognize, if we don't have a, a conscious boundary that we're like, look, we know this is what we can handle. Everything outside of this just is too much for me. Your body, your mind tends to send you a message and say, listen, too much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Step yeah. back, take a break.
1: Yep. And I think I, you know, the I, you, you've probably heard this somewhere within your work, but like the universe will like first it'll send you a message with a feather and then it gets heavier and heavier. Eventually it will drop a piano on you. Right. And so I think I was ignoring those initial signs of like, hey, you need to, you know, you might be taking on too much hair. <laughs> it's funny to say this now at the time. It didn't really like occur to me how crazy this is. I was teaching 15 to 20 classes a week. I rationalized that as like, well, most of them, I'm just doing like 10, 15 minutes of yoga and some meditation, you know, it's not like physically exerting me. So which I was like, it shouldn't be exhausting me the way it it is. But now in retrospect, you know, when I tell people that they're like 20 classes a week, like, is that a lot?
0: (laughs) I think too, that Um, it's really easy to, to look at somebody else's situation and say, Oh, no, too much going on, you're doing too much. But we can't look at our own,
1: we rationalize it, right? Because it's hard for us health coaching can be so powerful because you get that outside perspective you might have a thought like maybe this is too much but you you come up with these other things like no you know for me it was like teachers teach all day every day and they're fine why can't i do it you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i went to therapy and she was like kristen that's you got a lot going on, you know. So like having that outside perspective, like you said, you can't see it within yourself. And so many times I go to therapy and she says something to me and then I say, you know, I just said the exact same thing to my client an hour ago. Did resonate with me until you said it to me. But in in the midst of it all, I do remember saying to her, like, I know what I should be doing, but I'm not doing it. What is wrong with me? And she said, Kristen, isn't this a beautiful r- reminder that you are human? And I was like. Yeah, Nancy, it's beautiful. (laughs) But it is, you know, like looking back at it, you know, it's like I was going through very human things and not being understanding with myself that this is part of life and that the way you handle it is okay. It's okay if you need to step back and process what's happening and, you know, take that time to... Learn from it and grow from it. It doesn't always have to be, and it can't always be learn and learn and learn and grow and grow and grow, always going up. Like there are going to be these times where you have to come back into that valley and rest and recuperate and process everything. And it doesn't have to be like, like I've had a lot of highs and lows this summer, right? Like our little roller coaster, right? But in the grand scheme of things, you know, it doesn't have to be like these really high highs and then crashing down into that valley. You can ease back into that valley and ease into the rest. If, like you said, you listen to the to the universe or whatever, the signs that you're giving, because I decided, I ignored it, the, the feather signs from the universe until the universe was like, you need a break. We're going to push you down on your rollerblades and make you take it. (laughs) So if you, you know, you keep pushing that off, then you might come crashing into that valley. But there are alternatives if you, you know, you stay tuned in with yourself, you give yourself that grace to be human, to know that valleys will come and you can ease into them gently instead of pushing and pushing and pushing until you fall apart. This
0: is going to be so helpful to so many people because it's so hard to look at your own situation and say, yeah, I deserve a break. I need a break. I'm going to take time because we've been conditioned to think that's selfish. And if you don't feel the feather, you're going to get the piano and Mm -hmm. you're going to be forced into this valley, whether you want to be there or not, and you might as well go there voluntarily. Without a concussion, so that you can actually maybe enjoy it. It's not a punishment. It's not meant to be a bad thing, but we all need this time, like you said, to, to grow and reflect. And there's always going to be them. And like you said, they don't always have to be high highs and low lows, but the more awareness you have, the more we can kind of keep them moderate mm-hmm. so that it's not so dramatic we've kind of been hinting at the growth and the fixed mindset. Can we talk a little bit about what each one of those looks like and how it can impact how we're living day to day?
1: Absolutely. So I think looking back at this year and, you know, my, my challenges in the past in general, had I gone into those with that fixed mindset where this is just the way it is and I can't change it, I would have stayed stuck rather than being in that growth mindset where you know there's something to learn from what you're going through. You know there are resources that you can access to get help out of that, to know maybe you can do it by yourself. Maybe you need some help, whatever it is, just knowing that there is more to come from where you're at, having that mindset that this isn't it, that I have more power over my circumstances than just... Staying in that fixed mindset of like this just is what it is and this is the hand I've been dealt and there's nothing I can do with it. That determines whether you stay down in the valley that you've crashed into or if you start climbing your way back up again.
0: A lot of us have been conditioned with fixed mindset. Like a lot mm-hmm. of us just have that, especially as you get older. Things don't seem as pliable, possible. You know, we don't allow ourselves to daydream to imagine what could be and having that growth mindset of, okay, this is a situation that I'm in. What are the possibilities here? What is the lesson? What if, like kind of just looking at all the different parts of what's happening and saying, well, what if I do this? How can I, anytime I'm having a moment where I'm like, well, this, this sucks. This is not what I wanted how can I approach this and make something else happen in this particular situation? What are my options? And I just allow myself to be
1: ridiculous. It doesn't have to be realistic. I think I have this, this res- revelation in the last couple of years when I was reading a book and it occurred to me like there was once a time where people didn't believe in electricity or flying. And now we have electricity in airplanes. So like, If we can go from like, like really thinking about all of the things that didn't exist in the past, like somebody was like, you know what, I think I can fly this giant thing through the air with a ton of people in it. Like there are so many things that we haven't even discovered that we can do. Same thing with electricity, somebody (laughs) figured it out. Somebody was like, hey, I think we can make this thing illuminate and make it easier to see in the dark. There was a time where nobody thought of that. So what else is out there that we haven't created or discovered yet? Thinking about it in those terms and that, I mean, that's only airplanes and electricity. There's a million other things out there that once we didn't know about or didn't exist until someone created them. So realizing that we don't have to go as far as flying people through the sky. But if somebody could do that, like what can you do within your own life to be in a better place and where you are or be happier than where you are right now? I love
0: that. Kristen, we talked a little bit already about the work that you do. I want to talk about how people can connect with you as a coach in your classes and things like that on social. So tell me a little bit about what it looks like to work with you as a coach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The best way to, you know, if you want to do a consult, I do free consults. The best way to set that up, you'll share that That calendar link that I have, you can schedule something directly in there. You can email me, kristin at kellercoaching.com. Beyond that, though, I really utilize Facebook, my Facebook page, Kristen Keller Coaching. If you just kind of want to get a sense of who I am and what's going on. And then if you're local or you're looking for a great place to vacation in South Dakota, coming to any of my classes, I post about those on my Facebook page, my Instagram as well. My pound classes, my body pump classes, Awaken is a virtual class on Zoom. So people can access that from wherever. We also have the Phoenix virtual platform that, you know, there are live stream classes on there for people all the time. So it's a really great resource.
0: I will include that in the show notes, along with your website, socials and your calendar link for anybody who wants to connect with you directly. Kristen, this has been absolute gold and a delight. We're going to wrap up, but what I'd like to do is have my, my guest grace us with their top three tips.
1: Gladly. My top three tips for living well. Number one, I would say be kind to yourself. Because you can't achieve a positive result from a negative mindset or negative motivation. So if you are beating yourself up, trying to reach your fitness goal or whatever it is, like we talked about, once you get there, it's not going to be good enough. So practice being kind and gentle and understanding with yourself. Number two, I would say slow down. We are in such a rush, rush, rush culture, always feeling like we have to be doing something and have to be running somewhere. And that's putting us in this low level of stress all the time. And when we are stressed out, that's just gonna hold us back from whatever we want to do. So incorporate stress management, slow down with your life as much as you can, You know, find some moments throughout the day just to sit and breathe and rest when you need to because rest is more productive than we've been conditioned to believe. We need rest. Rest is not unproductive. I've worked with clients who don't get enough sleep because they feel like they need to stay awake and be productive. And rest is productive. Maybe not that instant gratification, that instant result of getting something done. But over the long term, allowing yourself the space to rest is going to be vital to be able to keep going. And... Tip number three is to learn from your challenges. I I won't say that everything happens for a reason because terrible things can happen to anyone at any time for no apparent reason. But there is always a lesson to be learned from whatever happens, even if that lesson is simply that you are stronger than you ever imagined.
0: Oh, those are so good. Well, Kristen, this has been so fantastic. I really do appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today about embracing the highs and lows of life and looking at the things that are going on with a growth mindset and moving away from that fixed mindset so that we can appreciate what's happening and and what we can take away from it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is wonderful. Thanks, Lori.
0: Thanks for listening and if you liked this episode, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Check out our show notes for this episode where you can find any of the links and resources that were mentioned during the show and connect with a health and wellness provider committed to helping you ditch diets and achieve results without restriction. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.